It's just so good to see you all. My name is Tim Priestler. Uh, we are coming from the Wayne area, the city of Wayne, and we go to church at the International Church. My wife and I have been evangelizing here, and it's just so good to be at First Church here. It's been, it's been a while, and I'm glad to see all my friends and people I highly respect. I just absolutely love your pastor. Aren't you thankful for a man of God in your life? Now, come on. Some, some people have a man of God, but you've got a man of God. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's... And what an incredible team. We appreciate the team and all the work that they do. Brother Nito, Brother, Brother Draylon is around here. We appreciate all. Let's give them a hand. Clap. We appreciate them. My friend, Brother Draylon, I can't believe he still says hi to me. Mr. Infamous himself. I don't know where you went, but brother, whenever, when, when you first sell your first million records, you keep being nice to us, okay? Just us lowly. We're going to have a good time tonight. It's Bible study, and I truly believe that God's going to impact our hearts tonight and give us a good word. I just want to please him. I just want to be a part a, of a significant number. Not an insignificant number, a significant number of those who have faith and truly just believe and expect great things from our life. Do you want to be part of that? I just, I just want God to impact me. I want him on a daily basis. I want to walk with him as Adam did. We're going to do that this evening. If we could stand, and we're just going to read James chapter 1. Appreciate you being at Bible study this evening. James 1, verses 3 through 4. And here's what I feel. I just feel like someone needs to be reminded that God is with you and whatever you are working through. God isn't far away. He is next to you. He's with you. Somebody's going through some difficult things right now. I can just feel your your pressure, your press. And the Lord wants to remind you, he is right there with you. Matter of fact, there's some things that you might be into right now that, believe it or not, God led you into. I know that's painful to hear, but God led you into it because he knew he could trust you with it. Jesus. I just feel the Holy Ghost right now. Could you just lift your hands and begin to worship him? In the name of Jesus, just speak to him. If you have the Holy Ghost, go ahead and speak to him. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Why don't you tell him to just minister me to me, Jesus. God, we call, Lord, on your spirit, God, and your operation, Lord, to move on my behalf, Lord. Ah, In the name of Jesus, just talk to him for a second. Just for a second. Lord, I need you. Just cry out to him. I need you, Jesus. He's near to your trouble. He's near to your need. He's near to what you're dealing with. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, give us faith tonight, Lord, to move mountains, God. And give us strength, Lord God, to climb the mountains, Lord, that you want us to climb. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I speak hope. I speak healing, Lord. I speak restoration to the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus, could you just clap your hands to him? Give him glory. Lord, we give you glory. We give you glory, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Just, you'll have to forgive me. I just feel the presence of God here. In James chapter 1, verses 3, it says, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. 
It's a continual work. It's in process. Somebody say it's in process. That's right. Say it again. It's in process. It's not completed. It's in process. Something very good is coming. I feel that in the Holy Ghost for your life. Something very, very good is coming. You just have to believe me. You don't know me at all, but I'm just telling you what I feel. Something good is coming from your pain and from your struggle, from your faithfulness. When you feel like attitude coming up, when you feel like just like family is giving you trouble, when something good is coming, Jesus, and it's working, it's in process, but let patience have its perfect work. <laughs> it's going to work out perfectly. Let it have it her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. You know what that means? You're at a place of peace. You're at a place, <laughs> you're at a place of peace where no matter what their circumstance looks like, on the outside they say, wow, there must, you must be feeling a lot of, no, I'm in perfect peace. The kind of peace that makes Jesus fall asleep on, on the boat. Jesus. Can we lift our hands one more time? We're just going to speak tonight, and we're going to talk about our brother Samson, Samson's sacrifice. Let's speak to him tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you, God. We connect with you, Lord God, and we speak, Lord Jesus, your glory to flow. I pray, Lord, that your word that impacts my life, Lord, that impacts my heart, Lord, let it flow through to our marriages, God. Let it put, send to my kids, Lord Jesus. Let it be sent ahead, Lord, to our elders, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, and then break out throughout the community, throughout this city, Lord Jesus, and everywhere that you intend on reach, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, we cover it, Lord, with the Holy Ghost. I pray for local churches in this area to catch fire from what's happening here, Lord, because we're connected to a flame, Lord Jesus. We're connected to your name, God, that is all powerful, all full of glory. And we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you. Do you love him tonight? Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands if you love him? Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead, clap your hands if you worship him, if you're full of love for him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you so much. We appreciate our music team and all the work they're doing. You know, I, I just kind of want to be known as a worshiper and as, as someone who's faithful and someone who just loves Jesus. Um, I was on a fishing trip here with a, a friend from church, our assistant pastor, and uh, we, were, we were salmon fishing. If you've ever been salmon fishing before, you know that thing's about to, yes, sir. Thing's about to drag you in the water with it. And we were up all night, we're catching fish, and, you know, and just, you got to be careful how you handle those things, because they can break your hand. It's just, this isn't your pan fish, this is incredible. I'm from Minnesota, so we think a walleye is a big deal. Get a hold of that salmon. Good Lord. My kids, I got three little babies one, three, and five, and they all call, they call them the monster fish, and you're holding that thing up, it's got teeth, so we we're, we're fishing, and in the morning, I went out on the dock, and I was just talking to the Lord, and, and uh, just praying in my prayer time, and, and just really enjoying, uh, you know, the west side of the state there, and, and uh, just, just enjoying the, the sunrise, and, and just talking to Jesus, and, you know, I'm in my, I figured if I'm on the dock, I might as well have a pole, you know. I got, I got my fishing pole out, and 
And this couple came, they were on their morning stroll, and they came walking on the dock. And uh, we just said our typical pleasantries, good morning, good morning. And uh, they said something, I don't remember what I just said, well, yeah, thank God. And he stopped, and he just said, wow, that's just incredible that you would just proclaim your faith like that. That's just, and I'm like, well, I just said thank God, but yeah, you know. I'm on a fishing trip with the guys, you know, and I'm not, I'm not looking too presentable. And um, their reaction kind of was, they kept on leaning into me, like trying to talk. And he owned this beautiful house on the lake right around. He's like, yeah, that's my house right there on the cove. Like, wow, that's, that's fantastic. My summer home. That's great. And uh, so we're just talking. They kept leaning in. So, so what, what do you do? What are you, what are you into? What, what, tell me about your faith. What, what's going on? I, my, my, my brother's into church, and he does, he, he, he's into that a, a little bit. And his wife is kind of, they're just leaning in, and I'm just, I'm just minding my business and, and fishing. And they're, they're drawing things out of me. And we, we just basically started a Bible study right there on the dock. And, and uh, got connected, and, and I said, well, he's like, would you, would you send me more? I just, would you, uh, would you send me more things? And it was just shocking to me. I'm, I'm just here minding my own business. I'm not approaching anyone. I'm just talking with the Lord personally. But I'd been out there for a while where the atmosphere had changed, and they felt something. And you could see it all over their demeanor and how they were acting. Because prayer changes the atmosphere of where you are. And it takes an environment that was so influenced, hear me, it was so influenced by the enemy and so, so promulgated and so, and, 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 and so pressured by the voices of this world when you pray and when you just are faithful, it changes something around you where the place where you walk, actually, it, it, you can feel a difference in the atmosphere of where you are at, just simply by praying and just simply by being faithful. You see, these people had no idea who I was. They, they didn't know I was evangelist, and quite honestly, they didn't care. They just felt something. They felt truth, and they, they, they wanted to know people are, are going to be sent your way, <laughs> and it's just going to be a normal day. And, and, and it's, it's just going to be like a, a good Samaritan situation where someone's going to be in need, spiritual need. And it's time for you to be in a place where you have something that you can give them, something that you can provide. You know what I'm talking about? When you're in a place of prayer, that's a natural, natural thing to do. And my focus really, what I, I just want to give him glory with everything that I do and everything that I am. The truth of the matter is without, and I came to this conclusion, without Jesus, I'm just not that impressive. Okay. <laughs> Hate to burst your bubble. Uh, you know, our young people, every, everybody, you know, I, the, the more things happen in life, the more you realize without Jesus, amen, I just, you're not that impressive. But with Jesus, we can be something, Amen. You can be something powerful, something just incredible, and, and it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, has anybody come from a large family? Anybody have kids? Anybody have, anybody have more than five siblings? Raise your hand if you had more than five, okay. Anybody have seven? My good, Lord have mercy. Was there any 10 plus? My sister, <laughs> how, many, how many in the family, sis? I'm the last 12. 
12 kids. Man, that's like the disciples right there. You changed the time. She's in the back like, they weren't all chosen. No, just <laughs> take it easy. That's your blood. Don't be like that. 12 kids. So you, imagine, you must have to fight for a little attention, huh, with 12 kids. What was that like? That's incredible. You, imagine being in the middle of it. They're all, they're all clawing. I've got three, and they're fighting for attention. <laughs> they're always trying to one-up each other. Daddy, look. You know, and it, here's the truth of it. You've got 7.5 plus billion brothers and sisters out there. And they're all trying to stand out. And we have an incredible, historically speaking, we go back to Adam and Noah. Historically speaking, on a very incredibly short lifespan, historically, (laughs) okay? We got 7.5 plus billion people. They're all trying to get attention, all trying to stand out. And you don't have enough time to do it. There's not enough room for that. But when you have Jesus in the mix, you take something completely ordinary and all of a sudden it's just it's just extraordinary. It's just it just it just brings it to life. It just it just makes it into something that is full of his glory. And in order to learn how to bring God glory, we we're actually students. We're studying how to go down so that we can actually go up. What does that mean? It shocked everybody around. It definitely shocked the disciples who had to be, take part in it. But it shocked every onlooker and every person who heard of it. This man who wore a robe and, a, and clothing that was royalty and had, had, had no seams and spoke like he was out of this world and did miracles and signs that he went down and he, he washed their dirty feet. And he said, this is the pathway of going up. This is how you get there. You get there by learning how to go down <laughs> so you can go up. There's a completely different mindset. And, and have you ever read scripture? Ever read the stories, the parables, and it kind of zings you the wrong way? You kinda, that's, you know, you, your first reaction is, that's not fair. Like, <laughs> Why did that happen? And you're trying to process it. And what Jesus was doing all throughout the Gospels is he was exposing the mindset of the world. And he's, and, and he's saying, this is how your nature will lean. This is how you'll think. But this is how you go up. This is how you go up, by putting yourself down and letting some. You see, there's, when, when we're talking about the glory of God... We have to get flesh out of the way. John, 1 John 2, 15 through 17, it says, Love not the world, amen, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, everyone say all that's in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And here's the, the truth of the matter. Verse 17, it says, And the world passeth away, and the lust, it's temporary. Someone turn to your neighbor and tell him it's temporary. Turn to your other neighbor now. Come on. It's temporary. It's not going to last. 
so you can put all your work into it. <laughs> but, th- but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Mm. In other words, the work you do, it will last. I have a friend of mine. He's been in the union for, uh, since he was barely 18 years old, okay? And uh, he was telling me, uh, he's like, you know, every time, every hour I work, the union puts $8 in my pension. And I'm thinking, wow, I can remember the year I actually made $8. I made more than $8. It took me a while. <laughs> I'm thinking, my goodness, that's fantastic. I never got in on this system. And uh, he's like, I'm like, that's great for you. And I, a little later on, I was thinking about it. It's not making me feel so good. I'm like, man, I got I to gotta fix life. <laughs> and I'm feeling some pressure uh, coming on and, and I, you know, I'm thinking about the future and thinking about all, all, all that and planning. And it was starting to bug me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Kind of agitate me. I'm thinking, ah, I got I to gotta do that. And I think it was agitating me enough where the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and you just, he, he, he spoke to me and it really helped me. And he said, you know that whole $8 thing? I said, yeah, I never got in on one of those. I said, let me help you with it. Every hour you work for me. Every dollar you've ever given. Hallelujah. Any time that you've put down an attitude against leadership or some, you know, just a feeling you had towards someone in the church or, or maybe someone hurt you. Every, every time you, you sacrificed for the right reasons, every hour you put in for me, you have storehouses waiting for you. <laughs> I'm talking not just a pension that's going to last between your 60 and 80. <laughs> I'm talking about it's going to be eternal. Ha. <laughs> You know that what you're doing, isn't that to make you feel better? What you're doing in serving the Lord and what you're doing in service to the church and in service to his name and in service outside where you, God is taking that in and it's building <laughs> and ex- exponentially building and it's going to last forever. It doesn't pass away. It keeps on going. I don't know if that helps you, but that helped me. And I just got to, I just got to dancing and shouting. No one's around. I said, Jesus, I want to give more. I want to pray more. I want to be closer. I just had this, this great desire to actually do this thing the right way. Teach me. Teach me. Show me. Stop me when I'm going wrong. Stop me when I start getting on the wrong track. Lord, have mercy. Just do whatever you have to do to get glory out of my life. Someone told me here not too long ago, I, can't, I haven't been able to put it down. It just, it just keeps on coming back. And it, it, it didn't even come. It came, it came from a, a, a worldly sense and a writer. But he, what he said is, everybody, no matter what, the, what it looks like, everyone will sacrifice. The difference is, you have the choice of how you want to sacrifice. And the, the issue with Samson kind of, this is one of those things that's kind of hard to deal with. And Samson's in Hebrews 11. I mean, he made it to the hall of faith. All right, so he did some things, definitely did some things right. But it's kind of hard to read because you just want to scream at the pages and you just want to say, stop it! <laughs> just... <laughs> Anybody have teenagers? 
stop it. You know, don't, don't, don't do that. And uh, it's, it's difficult to read because he keeps on getting into trouble. And you're reading through it, and it's, it's, it's just, it just kind of wears on you. It's hard to, it's hard to get through, and, and, and I really needed God to kind of help me with it because Samson had a few things. Samson actually is a, is, is a figure of the last day church. When he was coming to the world, hear me now, an angel came and told his mommy and daddy, couldn't have a baby. Something great's coming. <laughs> and they rejoiced and, and, and all of that. And he had instructions. Now, Sam, th- this baby's going to be different. He's going to stand out. And here's what you have to do. And, and had, he, had, he had different rules that he had to follow his whole life. All right? He's a, he, I want him separate. I want him different. I want, I want everybody to know that that's him. Sound familiar? Man, we can't hide in a crowd for nothing, okay? <laughs> we stick out like a sore thumb. We did a mission trip to, to India, and I, you know, we even felt more like it. My wife, was, my wife and Sister Wilson, you know, Sister Wilson's Korean, and my wife's over here, waved at us, Jordana. She's such a good mom. I just love her so much. Great wife. love her so much. And she, they're there, and they're, wear, they're wearing their... The traditional, you know, they're trying to fit in, and you're around billion the people and what have you, and it's just not working. You know, <laughs> you're, you're you're sticking out. Sister Wilson says, "I just we're just trying. We're we're not doing a very good job." As as part of the church, you really stick out. You really do, and that's the way God wanted you to. He did. Ooh, ha. Mm, uh, he didn't want you to fit in with the world. Why in the world would he want that? <laughs> he doesn't want that. He. Why would the Bible say that? He wants a church without spot or wrinkle. Ooh, he's coming back for a bride, someone who's been separate, who made an effort to be separate, made a sacrifice to be separate. And there's a lot of similarities here where, where, where something was put on Samson even before he came about. And then he was placed with anointing, and it began at a young age. And he had anointing that he would operate in that was like nothing anyone had ever seen before. It was different. He was at a place in Judges that was a transitional place. And it was his job to lead the people into a new level with God. Also to bring God glory through victorious battle. And in the church... We have power that the ones you read about and you emulate and you study only dreamed of. Oh, they, the, the, the word says that they, they longed for your day. They longed to have access to things that we have access to. I'm talking about anointing. Anybody ever received the power of the Holy Ghost? the evidence of speaking in tongues. I'm talking about the power of God. We have so much available to us that others could only hope to ever see. And there's, we're, 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 we're at a place, the last day church, we're at a pivotal place. And it's our job to lead the entire world into the knowledge of who he is, that his name is Jesus, the one you've been looking for. But there was an issue, and it really trips up a lot of, a lot of students, a lot of theologians, and they, they look at it 
because the scripture says that, you know, Samson had, it was time for him to find a wife and he was going down to the Philistines. You know the story. And that's one of those times you're like, stop it. (laughs) And his parents did that too, right? They're trying to stop him. But then the scripture says that what the parents even didn't know is that the Lord led him into that. He, he, he opened it up. So that's confusing. Okay, well, why would that happen? Why? So this, this road that Samson began to go down, the Lord allowed it to happen so that Samson would have an occasion against the enemy. You see, God fully intended on using him to shift the atmosphere. He was the shifter. That's what you are. That's why you're different. That's why you've been given everything that you've given. That's why we have the worship that we have. That's, that's why we're in this pivotal place. And, and we, we're, we're just spoiled rotten with the amount of stuff the Holy Ghost is pouring out on. Because you are meant to be the shift in your family. You're meant to be the shift in your youth group. You're meant to be the shift in your school. You're meant to be that change in this world. You're the salt. You're the light. But something happened with Samson, and he had the choice. He could either, either lean into the will of God and let it happen and push and make, and, and make it happen, do it in the spirit, or it was going to be done in the flesh. In other words, he rejected operating with it from God's will being done. And just, and just flowing with, well, Lord, if this is what you want, where the Lord had to orchestrate it, where it became personal. It had to be kind of like a personal attack. Now, now he's fighting for his pride, and, and he's going after it, and he's just, he, he's still, here's the, here's the key. The work of God was still being done, okay? The will, it was still being done. The war was being ra- w- waged, and, and the battles were being won. He picked up the, the, the oh man, my brother Samson, he picked up the jawbone of the donkey, and he went out a thousand. The work was still being done. And even, even after he was taken, and he, and he fell into temptation, he did all that. And after, after all of that, and, and they put out his eyes, and he, he became a slave, and, and he, was, he was working at the wine press and all. And after all of that, and he, he, he said, God... Let that anointing flow through me one last time. And the work of God was still done. And we still have our brother in the hall of faith because of that. Amen? Because the work was done. Because God was given glory out of it. The scripture will be fulfilled. Everything you read about in Revelation Everything our brother John taught about and, and left for us to know what's about to happen. Our world is completely changing right now before our eyes. Yeah, I'm talking everything is going to happen exactly the way the Bible said it. The church, the church, we get to decide how we're going to be involved. I'm saying you have a choice, and we have a choice collectively of whether we're going to let the will of God happen in spite of us. I mean, God's, God is God. He's going to do it. Or he'll find someone else to do it. Or is it going to happen because of me? 
Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Let your will of God be done because I was willing, because I was a vessel that, that was ready and able. It's kind of like a prayer warrior who doesn't need a family catastrophe to get on their knees. Listen, things will happen. It's going to happen. You're going to have issues in your family and things, things come up. We get it. We have to fight this battle and of life. It's coming. But you don't need to have something horrible to happen in order to give your best praise. Uh, listen, I, I tell the Lord all the time, and I, for, I say one thing, I don't want to waste a good trial. Something, something's happening. That's too expensive. I, I was never the best student, but I promise you one thing, I never failed a class, especially in college, because I ain't paying for that again. I just, I'm just, if, I wasn't, if I wasn't dedicated to studies, I was cheap. I'm like, I don't want to be here, and I'm definitely not going to be here twice, amen? Let me tell you, if you're going through a trial, and if this is for now or in the future, get this memory. Get this in your mind. First of all, recognize what it is. If it's a test of the Lord, oh, I'm going to pass that test. It's a, when, there's nothing worse than a pop quiz. That's terrifying. But when you're ready for it, it's like, listen, I've been telling you all semester, it's coming. I mean, you can have a cheat sheet, you can do this. You got all these people ready to go. They're, they're planning for it. When you, when you know you're in a trial, it makes it so much easier to pass. I've, I've been in some trials before, and this is happening, and that's happening. I'm getting disoriented and confused and, and stressed and, and frustrated, and, and all of a sudden, I just stop, and I'm, I'm in my flesh, and I'm just going all over trying to panic, trying to plug all the holes and all the leaks and all the pipes. And I just stop for a minute, and I say, wait a minute. Oh, this is a test. Lord, <laughs> Let thy will be done. Ah, Lord, I'm going to give you glory. I want you to see me in pain right now, Jesus, and know that I love you, <laughs> that I trust you, that I'm going to follow you, and I'm, I'm going to be the best version of what I can be, Lord, and I'm going to let this anointing and this, this power, I'm not just going to have to shake it into it at a moment's notice in the time of calamity, but I'm going to be in it and ready to go when the time comes, when it's here. Did you know that everything you go through, it gives him glory, how your attitude is in the midst of it? What your words are in the middle of your struggle and your, your struggle and your trouble, it, it gives him glory. How you react to it, the trials of my faith, they work patience. Why? Because I'm going to give him glory. Uh, I'm going to exercise the muscle of giving him glory and being willing to wa wash the feet to be the servant. Lord, how can I serve? and not be served. Why, why do we have that so much right now? We have such a, there's just something out there and, and it's, everybody wants to be the king or the queen of something. I know exactly what it is. It's, it's the mindset of the world. And the Lord says, yes, I'm gonna make you kings and, 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 and priests, but I, I'm gonna teach you how to be it like me. See, that king, he knows how to serve. There's no waiter like Jesus. You didn't know that he just created the whole world. Isn't it amazing when we call on him, he answers. When I need him, he's always there, no matter what I did, no matter what attitude I've had. When I just said, Lord, I'm, I'm really messed up, Jesus. I'm just sorry. I just need you. 
He's there. When I begin to give him glory, say, Lord, I've been away from you for a little bit. And I haven't, I've, it's, been a, it's been a while since I've been at my best praise. It's been a while since I've been at my, be, my best prayer. It's been a while since I've been witnessing and, and really looking to do the work. And, but I'm just sorry. And I'm, re, I'm ready. He's there. He's there. Why? He's the ever-present help in the time of trouble because he's a servant. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's a servant. He's there to serve you. Think about that. My God, who spoke it all to happen, he's there to serve me. He's the king. He's there to serve you. No wonder the disciple said, no, no. Get off your, get up, Jesus. Don't, you can't touch my feet. Uh, no, that, that's not your place. Let have someone else do that. That's what they were thinking. They were, thinking, they were thinking the host of the home or some servant or someone else would come. They weren't thinking that they would do it for each other and they would help each other. They were thinking some other servant, Brother Draymond. They're thinking someone else is coming. But when Jesus came, it broke every mindset that they knew of how the world works. Because guess what? The world doesn't work the way that the world will teach you that it works. You got to get in the word for that. The only way to go up is to go down. Get down on your knees, and you'll go up in the spirit. Jesus, you, you, you allow your worship to make you look ridiculous. You got to worship until you look and you feel just foolish. That's where you know where the water's edge is. Anything, anything before that is on the other side of the Jordan River. But when you step into something where you, you, you just... You just you know for a fact, if someone comes walking in this, these doors, they're going to look at you and say, there's something up with that. That's when you just walked into the water. Because the only way to go up is to go down. <laughs> to go down. Lord, have your way in my life. God, I just want my kids to serve you. I, uh, I just want them to see it work the way it's supposed to work, Lord. I want it to be said of me when I get to the other side that my leaders and my elders said that they that I did the best I could and that I was there to help and that I fought everything that ever came up and, and, and words against the leadership, I, I, I shot it down and, and I, I, I built and I built and I didn't tear down. You see, you're anointed. You're highly anointed. You're highly different than everything around you. It's going to be your choice how you handle that anointing. You already have it. This isn't a, well, if, I, if the Lord gives it to me. No, we already have it. Now it's our choice. Lord, you're not going to have to push my flesh into giving you glory. Ah, the trial of my faith worketh patience. And in the time of trial, in the time of struggle, in the time of questioning, in the time of testing, I'm going to recognize it. Lord, this is a test. I'm going to give you glory and go to another level. In the name of Jesus. Can we all stand as our musicians come? And we want to just have a simple time of prayer. But I wonder what it is. And I'm just talking to you. I wonder what it is that God is leading you into. If you can get on his level, when it happens, it won't be a surprise. You won't be taken off guard. You'll know exactly 
why it's happening and where you are. Jesus, can we just lift our hands for a second? In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Why don't you just talk to Jesus and tell him that you love him? I just love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I just love you, Jesus. Go ahead, speak to him. I just need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I worship you, God. I worship you, God. Thank you, Lord. Let the anointing of God flow through us tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Here's what I can know for sure. There's a few of you that are going to be put into great positions here in a situation. Don't be afraid of it. It's a good thing. And it might be at work. It might be in the community. But you are going to lend the ears of the people. You're going to have a chance to speak. It's happening. It's coming. And when that time comes, be in the spirit. And let God just flow. Just relax. Hallelujah. See, you don't, you don't have to worry about it. You know, the whole in season and out of season. You don't have to worry about it when you're, when you're in it. It just flows. <laughs> you don't have to stress out. You don't have to plan. You just have to be in the right spirit. Take no thought for what you say on the morrow. Because it's going to come to you. And the Lord's going to speak to somebody. There's, there's some needs outside of your needs. And I know it's so hard because we have great needs. Amen. And it, it's really hard. But the truth of the matter is, God is going to take care of your needs so that you can have your ears open and you can listen. You have energy to listen to the needs of the world that's around you in the name of Jesus. Don't you just want to be used of God in a great way? Something great is happening. Something great is coming your way. It's time to be prepared. Hear the sound in the sky. Hear the sound in the air what the, what the word of the Lord is, that he's coming soon. And great, great, wonderful things are happening in our earth. We're going to just open up these altars and come on up and begin to pray. If you want to be used in the last day, if you want to be used to bring God glory, why don't you come up to this altar and just throw your hands up in the air and say, God, I'm one of those ones. I'm one of those ones, one of those select few, Jesus, who's going to be used of you. I'm one of the very few who is willing to go down so that you can go up. Oh, just give him praise right now. In the name of Jesus, go ahead, give him praise right now and speak to him. I'm one of those ones. Let's talk to him. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead, connect with him. Let the Holy Ghost flow through you. Let the power of God touch you. You're called for such a time as this, Esther. There's something great that's on your life. Hallelujah, God. Lord, I'm not going to put my pride in front of your will. Oh, I love you, Lord. Let your will be done through me. Just let your voice out. Speak to him. That's it. Hallelujah. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. 